Hey, Purpose Peeps, what if I told you that you could help us win $10,000 just by doing a few steps? Would you be interested? If so, I hope that you'll help us with the Black Girls Purpose and Black Girl Venture pitch competition that we just participated in. We have the chance to win up to $10,000 for our Black Girls of Purpose initiatives, including our Activate community. But in order to do that, I need you to do a few things. First, go to SheRays.com, S-H-E-R-A-I-S-E.com. Click View Now on the Black Girl, Black Girl Venture Houston pitch. And then at the top of the screen, you'll see Activate. And under it, it says Brianna Lightfoot Smith. Enter a number anywhere from five to 500 to 5,000 if you feel so led in the donation box and then click proceed to checkout. After that, you'll be able to create an account which just requires your name and an email address and a password. Then click submit and that's it. You'll have made a donation. This Black Girl Venture competition is a hybrid between Shark Tank and Kickstarter. So you're able to give towards the business of your choice which we receive all of that funding, but then in addition to it, you get to see our pitches. And if you're interested in seeing my pitch, all you have to do is click the link in my bio on our Instagram page. It would be so huge if we could win this money for our Activate community and for Black Girls of Purpose at large. So I hope you'll do these few steps and you'll help me. Now into the episode for this week. purpose peeps purpose peeps i realize i've just been saying hey ladies every week but let's just take it back to basics all right hey purpose peeps welcome back to the black girls of purpose podcast i'm your host brianna lightfoot smith founder and chief connector at black girls of purpose and you have joined us in the fourth installment of our business and bible study series that we are doing to celebrate our two-year podcast anniversary we first we released our first official episode for the Black Girls of Purpose podcast on October 5th of 2018. And we've been rocking ever since, y'all. We've been doing um, a lot behind the scenes, which is funny. And, you know, last week we talked about business being about filling a need. And what I think is so interesting is that while I did have the desire and could even see the vision of going to different conferences, traveling all over the place, I think, and we'll talk about this in the pivoting uh, piece of our episode for today, but I think for me, while I love traveling and being a part of those experiences, I know, especially the more children we have, that me actually being the one to offer these annual big old, you know, 500 women conferences is just honestly not super appealing love the love to be there love to be a part of it would love to be a speaker moderator that kind of thing and those of you who know me through this podcast know if god says hey i want you to throw a, t- a conference for 10,000 women i'm going to do it okay i'm going to do it and i'm going to do it as best i can but I know the work that goes into hosting events. And so I am just so grateful that God has given us this podcast because it allows us to reach hundreds of women 
every single week without me having to leave my house. Um, now that I do our, our videos on YouTube as well, I, I can say that I, I'm out of my pajamas. But before, when we first started, baby, be in my pajamas, looking crazy, but delivering the word of God every week. And so I'm so grateful that you are back here with us. I'm grateful that you are getting something from this series. And if you are joining us for the first time, I encourage you to go back and listen to the first three weeks. Uh, we've been talking about the different lessons that I have learned over the course of the past two years since I've been podcasting. And while I didn't speak on this specifically last week, I honestly feel like Black Girls of Purpose did not be become a business, even though we were doing things back in 2016. I don't feel like we became a business until 2019, the very end of 2019, after we held our two-year podcast anniversary, uh, or a one-year podcast anniversary celebration. It was a live podcast experience that we did with my friend Michelle Lene of the Christ Over Culture podcast. And Honestly, the reason why I say that is because we didn't really have offerings at the time. We, yes, we did our monthly events. Yes, I would do, you know, pop-up workshops and that kind of thing, but there was no scalable business model. There were no consistent services. And I'll share a little bit about that as we get more into this series. Hey, you. Yes, you, the awesome person listening to this podcast episode. I have a feeling that if you're here, you've been a part of the Black Girls of Purpose community for a minute. And so I want to give you a new way that you can represent whenever you're in the streets, whenever you're at your friend's house, whenever you are even self-quarantined at home and just putting videos on your social media feed. I want you to buy a shirt from our Black Girls of Purpose shop. We have so many awesome designs and I really feel like it's just a great way to show that you're a part of this community. So if you're interested in getting our Purpose Over Profit shirt, our Purpose Over Pressure shirt, if you're interested in getting our shirt that says we walk by faith and not by sight, then make sure you go over to blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash shop. And if you enter promo code PURPOSE20, you'll get 20% off of your order. So today's episode is called Don't Be Afraid of Pivoting. And I know that pivot has been the word of the year for 2020. It's all about pivoting. It's all about pivoting. I mean, we all started this year off with very clear, I won't say all, some of us were like, I don't know, Brie, I'm going to take 2020 when it gets here. But many of us started this year with a clear vision of where we thought we'd be, what it is that we thought we'd be doing. Uh, I know I had specific goals for Black Girls of Purpose, that this was going to be our, a very profitable year for our business and that, you know, we were going to secure brand partnerships for the first time, that type of thing. And while the year is not over yet, so don't count your girl out, I know that there was a major partnership that we were looking to secure at the early part, part of this year, maybe the beginning of the second quarter, that literally we had a conversation with the brand on Tuesday. And by Monday of that following week, everything was shut down. It was very clear that we did not know what we were dealing with, with COVID-19. And so I was hurt. I was hurt for a long time, not going to lie to you. Didn't even realize how hurt I was until I found myself kind of, or found, I found myself in a place where I wasn't really praying big prayers anymore. Because I'm like, God, you show me this. 
really amazing thing and it didn't happen. So I'm just not going to get excited about things anymore. Um, But over time, I just started to realize, you know, God is not going to give me anything prematurely. And if you are on our Instagram feed and you have been watching our Bible studies, I believe we talked about this a couple weeks ago or last week, um, just talking about Joseph and how if he had gotten out of prison uh, early, which, you know, he would have been like, okay, great, I'm out of prison. But his position within Pharaoh's kingdom was not ready until the moment that he got out. And so what I have seen is that even those things that seemed amazing for me, I understand that one, more often than not, it actually has a lot to do with my maturity. And while I may feel like I'm quote unquote ready for a particular thing, usually not ready. And so when things come in the timing that God predestined, it always works out for me. It all works out for my good. And so um, I had to take a step back and one, again, ask, why is it that I'm offering what it is that I'm offering? Is this something that my community is actually asking from me? Or is this something that I just had an idea for and I went forward with it and I just felt like this is, this is the need of my community. And that actually makes me think about the first week when we talked about having to start somewhere. And I talked about that three-part process of prayer, preparation, and then moving out and launching. A lot of times in the past, I have moved on something because I felt like God was telling me to do it. And while I love that faith that I had then, uh, that big, crazy faith, like Michael Todd talked about for what, 10, 11 weeks last year, while I love that, I can also say that some of it was a lot of zeal that I was labeling as faith. And there's a scripture in the Bible that says, zeal without knowledge is not good, and the one who acts hastily sins. And so I was just jumping out doing anything and saying, like, God told me to do this. I wasn't confirming with him. I wasn't saying, God, you know, if this is really you, like, show me. I was just like, hey, I heard this. I was in my prayer closet, so I noticed the Lord. I'm going to move forth with this thing. And so this year has given me so many opportunities, as it's given many of us, so many opportunities to really reflect on the needs of my community, reflect on the things that we're already offering, and then see, you know, how can we expand what what it is that we're already doing to be able to expand our reach. Now, I think I shared in our first week that when Black Girls of Purpose first got started, um, we I did the book, I, had, I wrote the book, and then I wrote a, a workbook, and my aunt said I should do some workshops, and so I did. I did four workshops at a free community center in my neighborhood and women came it was about four to five young ladies one was in high school but the majority of the women who came were actually college students one was even a grad student and so when I saw that I said okay this is a need not just for teens but for young adult women who are looking for their purpose and their identity so that was our first pivot was saying hey we're going to offer things not just to teens but to young women who need our programming but then we got this, uh, and I talked about this as well, we got this partnership with the New Orleans Recreation Development Commission, which would allow us to work with teens every single week for 16 weeks. We had a free space. We had tables and chairs. I just had to show up and talk to the teens, and no one came. (laughs) No one came. Uh, I, 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 I lie. Two girls came on separate weeks, and my best friend, Zuri, she came one week. Uh, but that was 16 weeks. And so 13 out of those 16 weeks, it was me and Jesus in a room in the Recreation Development Commission Center. And uh, I'm just kind of looking at him like, so this isn't what we should be offering, right? But the amazing thing, even with that, is that the following year, 
was that the fuck was that 2017 or 2018 I don't remember, honestly, if it was 2017 or 2018. It might not even been until two years later. Um, but I just want to let you guys know the background of that. Uh, because two years later, we ended up partnering with the Urban League of Louisiana. And they paid us four figures. And when I say us, I mean me, because it was just me and Jesus. They paid me four figures to come in and teach girls for eight weeks on identity and purpose and it was this curriculum that I had created back in 2016 that I thought was a waste when in actuality God really was doing something and so I don't remember when in that during that period of time but God had given me the idea to do a back to school rally so started pursuing that okay I'm gonna do a back to school rally I'm gonna get Victoria Logan to come and speak because I know her already and I think the girls will really love to hear from her and so I, I call her up I get her she's like yeah just let me know the details of it and then as I'm trying to secure a space uh, God put it on my heart to, to actually have it at the church that I was attending at the time and when I asked them about using the space they were like oh so you're doing a young women's conference and I pivoted in the moment y'all it went from being a back-to-school rally to a young women's conference and I said absolutely I'm doing a young women's conference it's a conference for teens that's exactly what it is I'm so glad you asked <laughs> and you know it was an amazing event but even at that event I noticed that in the same way that college women outnumbered the teens millennial women were actually outnumbering the college students and teen women at this event and so that following year i did a series of events that really i was like hey whoever comes comes to this but it was a series of events in january we did a write the vision workshop we also did a meetup um, in february we did a love yourself luncheon that was with younger girls in march we did a money matters workshop that ended up being one of my favorite events to date and it, i think it was four of us that were in the room at a, at a library talking about money and budgeting but still one of my favorite workshops to date in april we took a break and in may we did a mother-daughter brunch and partnership with a friend of mine, Ariane Broussard, who I spoke about the other week when I was talking about how I got into podcasting. Doing back-to-back -back events like that, though it was amazing and I love getting to meet women, that's when I saw that hosting that many events in a small space like that was not for me because it's exhausting when you are constantly in event planning mode if you are doing an event well and honestly most events need to be planned months in advance and so i was planning things like on the fly i i had the ideas for them but because i was having them in spaces that were free i was kind of like hey i'm gonna create a flyer that's what i was always focused on i was focused on the graphics i'm gonna create a cute flyer i'm gonna put it in this place and whoever comes comes and again it wasn't costing me anything and i wasn't charging so i think partially i wasn't as invested in people being there because i'm like hey it's free this is something fun for me to do on a saturday that type of thing but even with it being free, I noticed how exhausting it became. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take some time off. And so May was our last event. We didn't do anything for the remainder of 2018 minus the uh, partnership with Essence Festival. And I think I've shared that story with you all uh, before on how we were able to partner with them and we did an entrepreneurship workshop for teens and that had 50 women who came. But honestly, even that workshop really was what kind of pushed me more into this business space because prior to that i was really big on the identity piece and the understanding who you were in god and of course i'm huge on that like you all know y'all can talk to me about identity all day but 
I started to see a way that I can merge mission and the marketplace and see how when a woman knows who she is in God and, and she has that kind of clarity, it not only impacts her, it impacts her family, it impacts her friends. And if she's a business owner, it impacts her, her customers who are purchasing her services. And so that year of, of and that time of doing that workshop with those teens and hearing their different ideas that they had for businesses and services that they wanted to produce, I was just like, yes, I want to be able to I honestly wanted to send every girl home that pitched their idea with a bag of money and just say, you go, boo, you work on this thing. And I think wanting to have that capital, wanting to have that money uh, was really what pushed me also into creating a business with Black Girls of Purpose, because after that is when I started looking at doing pitch competitions and saying, okay, how can I get funding for these girls and potentially women who want to start businesses? I love the big companies and, and want to partner with big brands uh, because I understand that they have resources that are bigger than me, but I also want to be the sponsor for something. Like I want things to say sponsored by Black Girls of Purpose, not sponsored by Toyota, sponsored by, you know, um, Mr. Clean. Like I wanted to be sponsored by Black Girls of Purpose. And if, and if that has a, if that's a desire I have, I also know if I'm trying to give money away that I probably in my business model need to be making money. And so that really kind of started back in 2018. And then 2019, again, after it's funny, because I, I would do these events, and then God would kind of have me go silent. And so 2017, we did the conference that was in November 2017. Then we went silent until January, then we did the monthly events. And then I went silent until uh, September, that's when we started the or October, that's when we started the podcast. And then I didn't do anything again until October of 2019. And during that every year, like whenever I would take that time off, God would give me fresh clarity. He would give me new ideas. And so when I got the idea for the Activate community, it really did seem to perfectly blend everything that I had already been doing because a big portion of what I'd been doing was centered around teaching. And then I said that I had this desire to um, talk with entrepreneurs and I was meeting all these phenomenal women through doing the interviews. And so I'm like, man, if I could put, combine these things if i could combine the education that i've that i've gained myself as being a business owner with the expertise of these women that we've been featuring on the podcast and then i add in a community element because that's really what we brought in from our events was that community element and being able to have that accountability and seeing familiar faces at the coffee shop every month at our at our meetups if i can combine these three things i really feel like i can create an opportunity for women who are trying to do something amazing and i feel like if i if i move forward with this we're going to be able to see a lot of success and so I launched it. I, I prayed. I prepared. I did research. I was like, okay, what topics can we talk about? You know, what things do I want to make sure we have in the community? And then I launched. And as I said in the first week, sometimes you're going to launch and you're going to feel like it was the right time, but then it doesn't take off. And so, you know, okay, well, I guess I mis misread you, God. That wasn't the right thing. And so whenever you take that initiative and you understand, okay, I launched, but that didn't work. 
it's not a time to quit. It's a time to pivot. And so then I went back to the drawing board. I was like, okay, how can we do this better? As I've shared with you guys before, when I get an idea, I feel like if I feel like God is do- telling me to do it in the past, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go. We're going to figure it out as we go along. And while that is good to build your faith, as you continue to grow in business, you want to start being more strategic. You don't want to just launch and throw things out there and be like, the Lord told me to do it. If he, if he's telling you, then he also can have you do things in a systematic fashion. And so God started bringing people to mind who could teach in our Activate community. He uh, connected me with a woman named Bree Lee who helped us with our copy that we were sending out every single week. We did a six-week email series that uh, went along with the, the social media posts that we were doing, and it was just so precise. And my husband was able to create a logo for our Activate community. And so... It was just such an amazing thing. And then as I shared again, when we first started, I thought we were all about helping women scale their businesses and build their brands. And then what I realized is that we're helping women to turn their ideas into action. A lot of the women who are coming into our community were really just starting out. They weren't at a place where they were trying to scale their business. It's like, I've just, I'm just now starting a business or I just decided I was going to have a business or I'm starting a nonprofit or I'm in the researching phase. And so I realized we had an opportunity to help those women turn their idea into action. And so even as you see us uh, marketing ourselves in the upcoming weeks, because registration will be open as of this evening, I believe, for the Activate community, you're going to see that, that, that verbiage again and again. We help women turn their ideas into action. Because as someone who has leaped out in faith a ton of times action has never been my problem patience is usually my problem action is usually not the issue other than the six month period i told y'all about with the podcast ever since then i'm like okay god you're telling me to do it i'm doing it i see that a lot of the women that i admire in business they don't just launch something once and if it's not a success they walk away from it they're always they're always evolving they're always pivoting they're always saying okay well how can we improve how can we improve the same way you you know get a customer service service at the end of a phone call, they want to know how they can make your experience better. And so if you are serious about filling a need, like we talked about in the previous week or last week, then you are going to ask those questions to your audience. And then even in addressing those needs, that is pivoting. Pivoting doesn't always mean going a completely opposite direction. It means shifting and being flexible and having that foresight to say, you know, this is where my audience is headed and I want to go with them. I don't want them to leave me behind. I want them to still be a part of my audience. And so as I share that, want to transition into our our Bible study um, portion of today's business and Bible study series. And today's scripture comes from Ecclesiastes 11 and 6, and it says, sow your seed in the morning and do not be idle in the evening, for you do not know whether morning or evening sowing will succeed or whether both of them alike will be good. Now, there are so many steps that you can follow in life and in business when it comes to trying to achieve success. But as I've talked about before in terms of launching and just seeing what works, a lot of times you're not going to know what works until you have already done it. When you finally get into a place where you find something that works for you and for your ideal client, pivoting is not necessarily going to mean, as I said previously, turning away from what you are offering completely, but it may look like changing up what it is that you're offering. I mean, how many of us, how many of us have seen more digital conferences, digital experiences than we ever thought we would see in a lifetime? 
time. And for me, I probably could have gone that route, but God had already given me the idea for this Activate community. And so he showed me that it was the reason why it wasn't a success in October is because this is when it was a need. This is when it was going to help people to continue to engage with one another and continue to move forward in those things that they should be doing. And I know for me, if I was sold on hosting live events, 2020 would have marked the end of my business. And some people, uh, unfortunately, they did see the end of their business this year, not because they didn't have a viable product, but because they weren't willing to pivot with how they were offering it. I think that a lot of people entered into the pandemic thinking, I mean, myself included, we I, who thought that it will be fall 2020 and we would still be talking about COVID-19. A lot of us were like, okay, we're going to quarantine for a few weeks and then they're going to let us back out and we're going to be doing this. No, I think we will forever be changed because of this year's events. There were a lot of people though that were, you know, just kind of sticking their feet in the sand and saying, this is my business. And if you don't like what it is that we're offering, then you don't have to get with it. And Power to you, sis, if that's really how you felt about it. But I feel like most people who did that saw a extreme decline, if not the closing of their business, just because they weren't willing to um, get with the times, as, as the young people say. And I think that you are hurting yourself if you allow a lack of flexibility to cause you to stop with your business completely. And even as I'm talking about thinking about the scripture that talks about how people die from lack of knowledge, how, how God's people die from lack of knowledge. I think for many of us, when it comes to pivoting, you're going to have to do some more research. And I know that sometimes that can be the reason why we don't move forward with a new idea because we're like, Hey, I already, this is a system I know, this is the system I'm accustomed to, this is what I do. But if you are not committed more to filling a need, right, like we talked about last week, and then also if you're not committed to the vision that God has given you in terms of like the 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 outcome, right, not necessarily the packaging, but the outcome, then you are going to be in a serious state of pause because you're going to really have to ask yourself why is it that I even started this and is the way I deliver it so important that I'm not willing to change it and that really is a great way to kind of segue into this question like how do you really know it's time to pivot for your business I think for all of us this year, I mean, we, we had to ask ourselves that question in, in a number of ways, not just with business, but with our diets, right? Because a lot of people were putting on the COVID-19 pounds um, at the beginning and you had to say, you know what, sis, this isn't working, so I'm going to have to pivot. I'm going to have to eat healthier or, you know, your mental health. I'm so grateful. That is one of the things that I think is so great that has come out of this year. I'm seeing so many people of color specifically take better care of their mental health. And so you may have gotten to a place where you're like, you know what, I can't stay in this dark place anymore. So I'm going to have to pivot. I'm going to have to do something else. Me writing in my journal isn't enough anymore. I'm going to have to go and talk to somebody. And so a lot of, there are a lot of ways to know that it's time to pivot, but I specifically want to talk about four ways that you may know that it's time to pivot. So number one, something that you were doing before no longer works, right? So live events, got canceled this year. So I can't just say, well, I'm going to keep doing this because I'm going to risk it. And people did. And, and there were consequences, honestly, even from the, from a health perspective where people got sick because they were saying, well, I'm not about to let COVID, you know, treat me like this. Okay. Well, now we have a problem with your health, sis. So 
that's a part of it. That's one way you might know that you are that it's time to pivot. Another way you might know it's time to pivot is that you're no longer graced for it. And I think I talked about this in the second week, but when it came to my company, Brands by Brie, I loved everything about web design. And then all of a sudden it was like a switch. And I just had no, I, I just had no desire to do it. I, I would get logged on to a client's back end for their website and their WordPress site. And I'm just like, I'm doing this because I made this commitment because I know consistency is key. Like we talked about in the second week, but I have no desire to do this at all. And I'm sharing that because there may be some of you who feel like you are in a job where, you know, you used to really love it. And all of a sudden it's just become a chore, like things that used to take you 20 minutes to do now take you three hours just because you're procrastinating. You have no desire to do them. Um, And I don't want you to confuse a lack of grace for laziness that's not what i'm saying but if you are praying and you are fasting and nothing is changing you're like lord please help me to want to do this and and it's not happening then it may be time for you to move on it may be time for you to pivot it may be time for you to get a new career this can happen with our relationships you have those friends that it's just so great to spend time around them and then all of a sudden you notice that it's exhausting and you're like okay you know what it may be time to pivot it may be time to let go of this And so that's the second piece is that you're no longer graced for it. Uh, The third thing that you, the third way you might know that it's time to pivot, uh, specifically in your business, is that you notice that people are no longer engaged the way they were when your business began. You notice that people are no longer engaged the way they were when their business, when your business began. And this can look a lot of different ways. I feel like Apple, um, while very slow in technology, unfortunately, you know, they used to be the innovators and now I feel like they kind of follow along with what other people are doing. I feel like they are great at launching something new right before people would get bored with what it is that they're currently offering. And so think about with you, if there are products that used to be major hits that are not no longer selling, or, you know, you used to be able to have just this one course that really drove for your business, but now all of a sudden it seems like no one is interested in it, then it may be time to pivot. And that doesn't mean you switch up your topic, but now you may say, you know what, this used to be an audio only version. The course and now people are wanting more video they want more engagement or maybe they want a forum where they can kind of chat with each other maybe i need to create a facebook group for this as well so that there's more accountability you can take us an assessment and say okay what things might be happening and then do what i talked about last week y'all ask your community hey we noticed that you know 40 percent of the people who used to love this particular product or service aren't using it you're a part of that 40%. Can you give us some insight into why this might be happening and how can we be a better service? And then the last thing is that you notice a change in your audience. So the third thing I said was if you notice that people are no longer engaged with your business the way they were when it began. But then the last thing I said is that you notice a change in your audience. And this is specifically speaking to what I was talking about in the very beginning, which is you notice the people who show up to your events, whether in person or online, it's it's not the people who were showing up before, or if you notice, you know, your, your engagement, or I, I don't know about you guys, I'm always looking at data of my audience. If you notice your demographics have changed, where it used to be primarily millennials that were listening to your podcast, and now it seems like it's, uh, an older generation or a younger generation, you know, 
doing those things is, is, is looking at that information helps you to know if it's time to pivot because if you're engaging a younger audience, you probably know that you need more touch points that you, you can't just be uh, one dimensional with them. You're going to have to have a lot of other features that are going to help them to be engaged continuously with your product or service. And so for me, um, if you all have been a part of the community for a while, you know, I still very much have a passion for serving teens, but I knew that if I was going to be able to offer sustainable programming, I wasn't going to be able to have Black Girls of Purpose at the time because I was thinking that I was going to turn Black Girls of Purpose into a nonprofit. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to have it be a for-profit business because most teens do not have their own money and the ones who do probably aren't spending it on programming. And then two, I knew that a lot of the women who are parents to my teens, like this just wasn't necessarily a priority. Like they're happy to drop them off for free, but if I was gonna tell them, okay, this is how much it's gonna be every week, that wasn't gonna be their thing. And so because I was very much committed to serving teens, but knew they weren't going to be able to pay for my products uh, and services or my programming, then I did two things. One, I started looking at partnerships with organizations like the Urban League, like Operation Pathways, people who were already working with teens. So I didn't have to create this new audience. I could just plug in with an audience that existed already. But then secondly, I did end up being led to start a nonprofit. And then as I spoke on previously, I thought it was going to be Black Girls of Purpose. But then God actually put a, a woman, a sister in Christ in my in my life who had an organization called Unity Queens that she was working for a while and then just stopped because of that consistency that we talked about in the second week. And we ended up deciding to team up and start Unity Queens as an official nonprofit. So what that did is it provided, it freed me up to provide quality services and programming at no cost to the teens while also building a business that was going to be financially stable for myself and my family and for these women that I want to serve. You know, I have heard for so many years that it takes money to make money. And as I continue to grow my business, as I continue to look at different resources, I know that, you know, people have those success stories of, oh, I just looked at this video on YouTube and I didn't made it myself. And now here I am, I have a billion dollar business. But for me, the biggest pivots in my business have come from me investing in myself and saying, okay, I'm going to get this coaching. I'm going to get this mentorship program. I'm going to take this class on how to sell an online class. I'm going to in, uh, invest in this monthly membership to learn how to grow a membership community. That's when things have changed for me. And so I say all that to say that, you know, I knew I needed a business that was going to actually create revenue because it was costing a lot to run the programming, to run the different things when I started getting away from those partnerships and wasn't able to host things for free. And so I want to, uh, in today's episode, I'm smiling because I'm just thinking about how funny uh, this is, but I want to kind of talk about something that I talked about last week, which is knowing the needs of your, of your audience seasonally. And sometimes pivoting, as I shared last week, does not mean you completely turn away from what it was you're offering. Sometimes it may mean just representing it in a different season. And as I thought about this, I was reminded of this time uh, just a couple weeks ago when I was sitting down, uh, I had prepared food for my children and, I, and some days I let them eat in front of the TV. Some days we all sit around the table on this particular day. Uh, my back pain from the pregnancy was really bad. So I'm like, hey, listen, you could sit down in front of the TV, watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It's all good. So I made them these chicken nuggets, baked chicken nuggets because our kids are vegetarians. If you have questions about that, DM me on Instagram. Uh, but 
I had made them these fake chicken nuggets and I put them in front of them and they ate a couple, but then they just started playing with them. They started, they were like the popcorn chicken. So they, you know, look like little balls. So they started throwing them. I kept finding them in different places and I was getting so frustrated. And, you know, I was like, man, you know, this is a new dish that I was super excited about them eating and they're just playing with it. Like, this is silly. And so the next day I decided to so say, you know what? I'm, I got that from the store. They're going to eat it. What, we're, what I'm going to do is going to represent it. So I made the same food, put it on the plate, you know, plated it the same way. But that particular day, I had us eat all around the table. I also added some sauce. My, my, it's a kind of an inside joke with my family. Jaden calls everything sauce, whether it's ketchup, barbecue sauce, honey mustard. He's just like, can I have ketchup with, um, can I have fries with sauce? Like any kind of sauce, he's just all for it. So I put some sauce with it, put it on, our, on their plates, and each of them, ate all of their food. They didn't play with it. They ate it. John had a little bit left just because, you know, he was just in a mood that day and I guess he didn't feel like eating as much, but it just showed me that it wasn't the offering. It was just the, the, the how I was offering it and even the where I was offering it. When I was, we were upstairs in their mind, they're like upstairs is where we play. So they are playing with their food. We were downstairs. We were, we were at the kitchen table. It's a more serious environment, I guess. And they're like, okay, this is where we eat. So we're not playing with this. And then even the how, like I said, I just added ketchup to their, to their plating and that changed everything too. Cause they were like, oh yes, we love ketchup. And so sometimes that is the key to pivoting. It's just adding one little piece to your offering, one little part to your service where you say, you know what? I noticed that people really like to talk directly with me. And so maybe as an incentive for signing up for my particular product or service, they'll get a 30-minute consultation with me to specifically walk through their product offering. And I mean, you see coaches and, and course providers and all these other things do that consistently. That's usually the buy-in because one, it doesn't cost a ton of resources. I mean, yes, our time is extremely valuable as business owners, but I have seen so many people who say, hey, if you sign up today, you know, you pay in full, you'll get 30 minutes with me because that's something that they can offer that sweetens the deal, right? It doesn't add a lot to their bottom line. And then it incentivizes what it is that you're buying. So that's something, sometimes what it is with pivoting is just adding a little piece that sweetens the deal for your offerings. And so uh, that is it for this week, y'all. That is it for this business and Bible study series. I hope something that I have said over the past few weeks has really helped you. If you have the desire to start a business, to go ahead and go forth. Like we talked about in the first week, you have to start somewhere. I hope that we've said something that will encourage you to be consistent, whether you need to get some systems in place so that you can schedule your social media in advance. I love to use later.com. That's what I use personally. Or if you need to a bulk record your podcast episodes or whatever the case may be, or, you know, I hope that this has helped you really determine what need your business is filling. And if you don't have a business and you want to start one, realizing what things you have that can help fill a need. Um, and then I hope that you've been encouraged today as we just talked about the importance of and the, the lack of fear that should exist when it comes to pivoting. If you do need help starting uh, or you've been helped with something that we have said over the past 
few weeks, the past four weeks, I definitely want to invite you to join our Activate community. As I shared, our uh, doors will be open this evening. Depending on when you're listening, uh, we will be opening up our doors to the Activate community. We were, are going to limit it to a specific amount of people only because I have seen that the effectiveness, this kind of ties into fill, filling a need and pivoting, the effectiveness of the community really happens within a smaller group of people. Sometimes when you have so many people, engagement can drop off very easily and people in the Activate community from this previous cohort will tell you, I get very engaged with our community. I, I end up with a lot of people's numbers and I'm calling them directly and saying, hey, how are we, how are we doing with this? And so um, we will be opening up doors to Activate this evening, depending on when you're listening. If you do not know what Activate is, it is a, a community where we help women move from ideas to action. Um, you get access to our educational library that has hours and hours worth of content um, on, on various topics, even if you don't have a business. As I shared previously, if you are um, looking for a job, we have a course in there on how to job hunt with joy, how to really position yourself on your resume to stand out amongst your peers um, and really have that confidence to ask for what you deserve in your position. And then in addition to the educational library, um, you will get access to a supportive group of women who are equally committed to turning their ideas into action. Every single week we have some kind of programming outside of our a week where we deliver our course because I always give it a, a week to implement what it is that we've been talking about. But within the Activate community, we do monthly meetups. We do a hot seat, which is your opportunity to come and sit, uh, tell us about your product, your service, your business, or even if it's a personal thing where you can come in there and you can say, you know what, I'm a part of the Activate community because I need to eat healthier and I need to someone to hold me accountable. And so you might sit down in our hot seat and say, hey, what are some ideas y'all have that can help me to eat healthier? And everyone who's a part of the community would share whatever their specific ideas are for you. I really hope that you will be in a different spot next year than you are right now. And that is not even to say that where you are right now is bad, but I think that as women of faith, as women of God, as children of God, we should always be progressing. We should be moving from faith to faith and glory to glory, as scripture says. And so um, if you need help getting started with something, if you need help turning an idea that you've had for the past three, six, nine months, up to a year, even multiple years, um, I invite you to join our Activate community where we help women turn their ideas into action because honestly, you deserve to wake up inspired every single morning. You deserve to feel like you are producing something that really is making a difference in the world. And you deserve to just have this sense of accomplishment within your life and within your business. I think that um, that is one of the things that's been such a blessing. And I know I've spoken on this a lot, but it's it, it just rings so true to me over these past few weeks and getting um, in, in the past few months of getting this clarity with Black Girls of Purpose and knowing what it is that we offer and seeing that people are responding to it and just seeing how turning an idea two years ago into action and actually moving forward and starting a podcast has opened so many doors for me. And I know the same thing will happen with you if you're willing to be obedient in your calling. And so you guys, I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so thankful that you are a part of this community. We will be back next week. Back to interviewing our women of faith every single week, women of faith in business. I think first up we have 
Jessica Chingyelu, I believe. She is the sponsorship lady. Uh, she is just an awesome woman. She just, she's great. She was the uh, co-founder of the Woman of Purpose Conference, and um, she started the Woman of Purpose, Purpose Network, and so she's going to actually talk a lot about pivoting next week, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, make sure you are uh, subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss an episode when, we, when it goes live, and if you are interested in joining our Activate community, go to blackgirlsofpurpose.org org forward slash activate our doors will be open this evening but you there is a wait list that's still on there so if you want to just go ahead and put your name on the wait list so you can get an email immediately when the doors open then go ahead and do that but again i'm so thankful for you so hopeful for what this is going to produce and honestly i believe even if you implement just what we've been talking about the past few weeks you're going to have everything you need to be in a different place next year than you were at the beginning or even the end of 2020 and god willing you you all. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Purpose Peeps, that's it for this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do one of three things for me. First, post a screenshot and key takeaway on your Instagram story and tag us at Black Girls of Purpose so we can repost you. Second, if you think someone would enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And then third, please leave a review so we can continue to reach a lot of people with this podcast. It is such a pleasure to come to you guys each and every week, and I'm so looking forward to continuing to grow our community. I'll talk to you next week.